Welcome to the 3B3 Podcast, a weekly look at the world of hockey with your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. So James Neal started playing hockey again, and that reminds me of last week's uh, question. You almost had me doing a spit take, damn it. <laughs> do, do, do we need to start over? Do you need to take a sip of water? No. No. Um, no. So, you know, Milan Lucic and James Neal were traded for each other, and they had these wonderful, wacky conditions on a conditional third-round pit. That stated... Oilers forward James Neal has to record at least 21 goals in the 1920 season, and Flames forward Milan Lucic scores at least 10 fewer goals than James Neal. If only one or none of the conditions are met, the Edmonton Oilers retain their third-round draft pick for this upcoming draft. So I pose to you both... Or at least I'm saying it differently today. Um, who's going to own that draft pick? Will the no, you can just, you can just ask Patrick and leave me out of this one. Not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Is that because it's International Men's Day, like every day? <laughs> oh, are we going to keep going with that? <laughs> uh, no, no, I had to get that in. Uh, anyway. Patrick. Of course, it's on a leap year, no less. So, yeah, mm-hmm. cranky Patrick is cranky. Um, <clears throat> who's gonna own that pick? So, uh, to to I'll I'll lay out their stat lines at this point. Uh, James Neal has 19 goals in 53 games. Milan Lucic has seven goals in 67 games. Uh, James Neal was just coming back from about a month long absence from injury and has played in three consecutive games for the Oilers. James Neal is going to stand in front of the net on a power play and get hit by a puck shot by McDavid or Dreisaitl, and it's going to go in the net, and that will happen at least twice. He will get to 21. Yep, I agree. Will... Milan Lucic C11? No. I don't know. No. He had a he had Lucic had a nice little run in early to mid February where he scored in two consecutive games. He's done that twice this season and he um, has seven goals. Right. Um given so, that there are only what I think they have 15 games left. Or 16 games given his his uh his you know the past performance is a predictor of future tendencies um he will top out at 10 if he has another burst of two goal games <laughs> or two or back back to back goal scoring games yeah you know what i'm, I'm gonna change my opinion here instead of Agreeing with Patrick and saying that it's going to be like two butt goals into the net for James Neal. I'm I'm gonna go with he's gonna go on a scoring streak in the last two weeks of the season. He'll score three. <laughs> Whoa. Yo, he, oh, oh, oh. easy there with those crazy takes. I know, right? Whoa. Oh. You radical. I wow. Know. Holy damn. <laughs> 
I think anyway. he's I think he's thirty two. He just came off a substantially long injury. They have uh, fifteen games left, I think. Yeah, I could see him easily in the last eight or nine games going on a little bit of a tear. I think he clears twenty one easily. And yeah. by that by that I mean he scores twenty two. Don't clear you twenty one though. That's right. And but twenty one or twenty two comes on like the last day of the season. Oh yeah. Just just to make the all the uh check all the boxes on that trade against oh wait, who who would the Oilers be playing in game eighty two? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. Yep, yep. I wonder if it's a. I wonder if it's a. a, a, a well, I wonder if it's an NHL hockey team. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> to be determined. Yeah, to you. <clears throat> yeah. That's it. I'm. I'm gonna go with yeah, because I think we all just fell into hysterics when you saw the conditions on that trade or on that pick, and especially after he started off as a like a house on fire because he was on the power play with Drysaddle and McDavid, and literally all you had to do was just stand anywhere around the net, and you were going to be able to pot some goals. And with them running that power play at a historic level, I think it's the fifth most successful power play in the last seventy-five years or something like that. You know, outside of, outside of the Habs running at like thirty-two percent in the mid-seventies. Yeah. Yeah, he just needs to get some power play time right now. And unfortunately, with his injury, he's going to have to work his way back up into the power play units. But he'll get there. Yeah, so these two teams both have 13 games left. Oh, okay. And they're three points separating. Right now, Edmonton sits in first in the Pacific, Calgary third. <clears throat> So, no, that, that 82nd game of the year is not going to mean anything at all. It's not going to be worth watching. Oh, we all knew that. We all knew that when they started up having a rivalry, an actual one. <laughs> of course they're having a rivalry because they're not going to play each other in the playoffs this year. Boo. Come boo. on, Vegas. We need your help. <laughs> boo. Yes, yes, Boo. We need a seven. We need a seven-game series. We it's it's required. I, I don't think we should just like we shouldn't even bother with the the you know seating or any of that. We'll we'll just pull pull people out of the hat and call it good. I love that idea. Now that's just madness, and in the month of March we can't have that because it's trademarked. Um, <laughs> only in basketball. Oh no, they'll come. Oh, here's here's the here's the segue for you, Pat. Ah, oh, Cassie, you just God. set Damn it up it, on a silver platter. Man. You didn't even God. make me work for it. I'm and there's a really bad joke I want to make too, so I'm not gonna do it. I'll tell you guys later. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, this weekend. Before you start, I'm just yes, gonna put myself go on. I'm just gonna put myself on mute so you don't hear the groans and and yeah, all of my interjections. Oh, don't do that. 
So uh, this past weekend, I guess yesterday and Friday, um, the MIT Sloan Analytics Conference took place. I'm sure you had quite a few of your favorite Twitter hockey fouls on there. And the most interesting bit of news, and it wasn't really news, came from, I guess, a presentation by uh, NBA Atlanta Hawks CEO Steve Coonan. Um who basically wants to propose the NBA start two months later. Right now, their opening day is sometime in mid-October, about a full week or so after the NHLs. He proposes start the NBA in mid to late December, push the season from ending in you know late June, early July into August when they're only – sporting competition is against the major league baseball and just avoid as much of uh, NCAA football and NFL football as they can. It's a cute idea. I really like it. But the one thing uh, that was reported from his presentation was he says relevance equals revenue. And if there isn't a, a more descriptive phrase that defines the NHL, and of course it wasn't said by anyone involved with the NHL, I've never heard it. So the NBA can do what they want. They can print money. They're not hurting for revenue it's from the outside looking in. But let me post to you this. How much would it benefit or cripple what little fanfare the NHL has, say, with an October start time. The the what? Who? You, you know that fifth place league? Fifth NHL? They, they start in October because that's when it starts to get cold so they can make ice. Yeah, I'm still not recognizing it is... is... Is a professional organization in some way, shape, or form? Uh, semi-professional. I believe, oh, okay. I believe there are funds that do exchange hands. There may be some lawyers involved, but well, that's all I know. Lawyers are involved in everything, including Who? getting orders from Starbucks. Um, how much? How much? God, and all I want to do is how much wood, 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 chuck, chuck, wood, chuck, chuck, chuck wood. Um. I'm just going to say it would have absolutely zero impact on NHL. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I I mean, the NBA, the only way that it would affect the NHL is scheduling. For the first, like, month and a half or so of the season, they would just, or two months of the season, they'll just be able to schedule it whenever they want to around concerts. But that's uh, that's it. It wouldn't affect anybody else any other way. So, Cassie, let me ask you. One of the pieces of non-news that came from the NHL general managers meetings that took place at the beginning of the week at some place with a fancy golf resort. Woke up. So the managers could... Continue their job preservation. Um, was complaining so about the compressed schedule in March and February, basically post All Star Game weekend. 
what if the league were to actually compress their schedule so it's heavy on dates in October and early November so that they can create a few more days off later in the season and maybe they can potentially, oh, I don't know, go to the Olympics. Now, you see, the reason that the the NHL GMs are complaining about um, the schedule being compressed post-All-Star Game weekend has nothing to do with arenas or money or any of that. It's has everything to do with the fact that teams are required to give uh, players a week off in the middle of the season. They don't like it. doesn't make them money. They don't want to do it. So again, I, uh, I, I mean, the scheduling thing, you know, I'm sure that the, the NHL is going to look at the NBA. The NBA is going to do it at some point because you know, they won't have to compete against football in any way, shape, or form for eyes on screen. And they'll look at the NBA and they'll think, oh, we should totally do that too. And then we'll have the Stanley Cup final in August. And then there'll be the complaints of, well, we can't have teams in Sunbelt areas in the middle of July and August because of ice, ice issues. And then we'll get that whole thing going again. Um, I mean, it still goes, but it'll be like in full force at that point. It's like two whole, three whole months of summer and we have to like play in Florida. Um, so I don't know. I mean, what we all would like to see, except maybe the players and the owners is fewer games just generally. And we know that's a non-starter, so. Right. And, you know, they'll never, I mean, it'll always be a battle for going to the Olympics because, again, the owners aren't making money off of it. Um, although I would argue, well, okay, you know, have the AHL or, or the ECHL break for two weeks, bring people up and let the guys go on their national teams and keep playing. <laughs> I mean... Not oh, but sure then, why we don't do that. <laughs> well, it's because the Players Association, they just wanted two weeks off to, well, one, just get the hell away. But two, they do need to rest up. And one of the phony complaints, and I do mean phony complaints from the board of or the uh, general managers meetings was they think this bye week is resulting in an uptick of injuries, despite there not being any evidence of that. Right now, we're just seeing a ton of, well, batshit crazy numbers in terms of injuries of, let's just say, marquee names and the entire Columbus Blue Jackets roster um, that's off the ice right now. Pray for the Blue Jackets. Seriously. Although I wouldn't be offended if they just, you know, quietly bow out of the playoff race. Spoken like a true jerk. <laughs> admit it. Just admit it and we'll all be happier for it. You're Speak- just a jerk. Speaking of jerks, there was a new one today from uh, who, who played a bit of hockey from your neck of the woods. Nowhere near my neck of the woods. Well, okay. rel- <laughs> relative, <laughs> relative to here. 
in in the okay. Carolinas. Sure, 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 sure. <clears throat> you must be talking about doo, 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 the Geek Squad. Morgan uh, Geeky. You know, um, future. You know, promotional deal pending. Future Seattle Gooey Duck Morgan Geeky. Go, go, gooey ducks. Oh, go, gooey ducks, because you know he'll be exposed in the draft. Oh, yeah. Isn't that illegal? Exposing yourself in the draft? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> Exposing yourself because there's a draft? Um... You got to stay cool sometimes, and you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where the hell I was going with that. I just had a squirrel run across the deck, so of course I'm like, what? Huh, squirrel? Squirrel! Um, what the hell was I going to say? Oh, um, God, I am just... Yeah, can you guys talk for a minute? Because I'm frazzled. <laughs> yeah, so tell us about the game, Pat. <laughs> what, my pathetic beer league game that finished in a... Now, excuse me if you haven't heard this one before. A tie... I don't believe in ties. They're offensive, and I, I, they don't exist in my life. That's Unless right. they're like the necktie variety, then that's an entirely different story. Or tying your shoes. But the tie that you're speaking of, no. Yeah. That's where I was going. Thank you. I was trying to pull up what game it was that ended in a 0-0 shootout. And it was the Toronto Toronto Kings game. To which I... Just I'm trying not to swear like a newly patented sailor. Um, God damn, let that thing just end in a tie. We didn't need the shootout. I'm so tired of the shootout. I hate ties. I'll take anything, even a coin flip. No, <laughs> see, here, here's why I like ties. Both teams need to feel pathetic about it. Like, right! So right. I'm, and that's the problem with the loser point, and we can re-legislate this all day long. But that's why I say, if they were to ever implement a three-two-one system or a two-one system, um, just vanish, just completely get rid of the loser point, and see what happens in the last five to ten minutes of regulation, or see what happens, you know. Um, during a, let's say you get a four-on-three power play in overtime, would you have the audacity, if you weren't in a playoff hunt, to, oh, I don't know, play four forwards on your power play or pull the goalie and play five-on-three with five forwards instead of the conservative nonsense we see that leads to whatever the heck that was in L.A. last week? See, if you're going to have a tie, then don't even bother with overtime. Now you're speaking my language. I'm okay with that. It's like, what annoys me is having overtime and it's still ending in a tie. That pisses me off. Why play a game if potentially no one can win? Because the only winning move is not to play. You know this, Cassie. I know. But still. So enough of your hyperbole. (laughs) No, um, I don't have a problem with ties at all. None whatsoever. You don't get three points out of the game. Bada boom, bada bing. And let's the GMs be honest. like the participation point. GMs Self, like it because of self-preservation. Right. Mm-hmm. 
they can pad their stats and say, well, I'm, uh, you know, I'm above 500 in my career as a general manager. Well, first of all, you don't have a career as a general manager, but we'll deal with that later. Um, no, you're not. Hey, wait, wait. Are you saying David Poyle does not have a win-loss, tie-overtime-loss record? No. It's GM career? No. Oh, interesting. It's win-loss. Because an overtime loss is still a loss. Well, overtime there's that. win is still a yeah, win. But he doesn't even really have that, despite being proclaimed the winningest GM in NHL history. Based right. on, he's been with one team forever, and then he was with another team forever, and both those teams won a lot of games. But when you are around forever, you also lose a lot. Mm-hmm. No, if we're gonna hang W's and L's on GMs, then they need to be hung on players. And yes, I just made a Jeff Merritt policy stance because that's his thing, but I don't care. Forgive you. Yeah, I try. I'll think about it. <laughs> I feel dirty. Um, <laughs> you know what might make you feel better? Mm-hmm. Well, I sh- you're better off watching. Who, who are they calling? Uh, Vegas Calgary tonight? That might make you feel better. You know why? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. No men will be talking. Because it's Leah Hextall and Cassie Campbell. And Leah has done an absolutely fantastic job when she did the CWHL games. So good on her. Mm-hmm. And Cassie's always fantastic on on the late games for the Hockey Night in Canada and the Flames games. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. And... And we can throw Christine Simpson, who's generally fantastic at her job, I think. Oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Despite, despite having the um, uh, handicap of her brother having played. Oh, right. Yes. And, well, uh, I mean, Leah Hestel, her... right? Isn't she, like, related to what's-his-face? Cousins, yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. a woman can't actually be knowledgeable in hockey unless she's related to a former hockey player. Or is one herself. Or current one. Well, it's kind of iffy. <laughs> I mean, Cassie Campbell, married to a hockey player. <laughs> so, was one herself. <laughs> I know she was one herself, but, I mean, how many women who are in broadcasting and allowed to participate with the men's side of the game um, are just hockey players in their own right and nothing else? Haley Wickenheiser? Allowed Pretty to, much it. <laughs> allowed to participate. I loved your phrasing, because that's what it feels like sometimes. You're allowed to participate in our little clique. Well, there's this whole discussion on Twitter the other day, a couple days ago. Of I didn't participate, but I watched it go through my feed um, about how you shouldn't drag, you know, trot out the women to do broadcasting stuff once a year. You should do it more than once a year. But then, of course. If they do it more than once a year, that will be, well, you aren't doing it enough. But if you do it once a year, then it's the token, oh, International Women's Day. Okay. And that's enough. Uh, And it could be worse. You could be the American all-female crew that has to work a Chicago Blackhawks game tonight. 
Yeah, that didn't land right, did it? <laughs> no. I, I see where they're aiming, although maybe it's just a rite of passage and it's something that should be uh, an honor because you're not a, you're not a upper echelon person at NBCSN unless you do a Blackhawks game. Uh, who, who is the Blackhawks owner like throwing money out for this crap? That's what I want to know. Rocky Words. No, I mean, like, I'm not talking about who he actually is. Oh, <laughs> oh, sorry. oh Sam Flood. Is? His name is Sam Flood. He just, he likes who he likes. And I'm sure he begrudgingly fired Ronick. And that's all I have to say about that gentleman. Okay, Using Forrest. the term loosely. <laughs> of uh, what, which term, begrudgingly or fired? Gentleman. Oh. God, I forgot about that Thank one. Thank you, Cassie. <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on that. Well, I didn't. Okay, you know what? I'm just a big dumb man. I'm kind of not even big. I'm just a dumb man. <laughs> I'm fine with that because yeah. I rule the world. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> oh, I'm just a smart woman who has to downplay her intelligence so I don't offend <laughs> and intimidate other intimidate men less less intelligent than me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you poor woman! You must go through life. No, honestly, it's got to be just absolutely beyond unbelievably difficult to do, given the state of most people's education. Anyway, um, um, so so uh, there was a speaking of all of this. So Shana Goldberg, Goldman, Goldman, Goldman I think, right? Oh um, yes. Hey, Shane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um. She had someone tweet at her early, and this is so typical. And I know we've talked about, touched on this before, but it's just like every time that you have women doing actual play-by-play and or um, color commentary, you always get this kind of guy tweeting or whatever, uh, saying this exact same thing. Oh wait, Cassie, can I guess exactly what he said? Sure. I will will preface this by saying I have not seen the tweet in question. Okay. Are you going to mansplain this to to (laughs) Gavin? No, I am asking a question. No, no, he's asking to volunteer. And and I would like to point out I did ask for permission if I may do this. Okay. Well, you know, she's unfortunately she's been conditioned to seed the Florida men. So, yes, unfortunately. (laughs) Okay. Did this individual say something to the effect of, is it sexist if I just don't like the sound of her voice? Essentially, yes, but he actually added to that. Oh, oh. did he? Boy, did of course he, ever. he did. Oh, yes. The actual tweet is, and this is a. Um, you can find it. It's been retweeted all over hockey Twitter. Um, is it sexist to say some don't want to hear a woman's voice while they are watching sports because they have to listen to their wife all day and that's their escape? Shouldn't be. Diversity of thought is the same as gender diversity. So basically he's saying he doesn't want to listen to women broadcasting sports because he doesn't want to listen to his wife. <laughs> of course. Is this, is, was this person have any paraphernalia in their avatar uh yeah they had a they had their new york rangers fan they have one of the new york rangers as their avatar oh rangers well but but they have 
Yeah, the inevitable string of numbers after their name and for their Twitter Twitter handle. So they have goose and then like eight numbers after that. So, you know, it's like the one they really wanted or the creative, the, they didn't like the creativity to come up with something else. So Twitter just offered to like finish it for him. <laughs> Color me shocked that they lacked the creativity to come up with anything original. Yeah. Especially when most fans listen to the same broadcast team ad nauseum over and over and over again. They but just that's want, the point. You know, the point is that is that it's 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 the men's and the hockey men's um, little man cave, and God forbid women should intrude unless they're bringing sandwiches, <laughs> food, beer. <laughs> Somebody else had tweeted earlier in, in or after this, um, and I can't think of her name. She's a um, sports personality in Chicago. Um, said that that she was told by a co- coworker once that there are a lot of men who like to have sex with women, but don't actually like women as people. So I'm just, you know. But I guess it's enough of the man bashing. No, 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 no. It's totally fine because I was just going to say um, that's that's the kind of sentiment that I like to pick up when I'm outside cleaning up the crap and my dog left behind. Because that's roughly the same amount of, crap. yeah, <laughs> same amount of, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least your dog's a sweetheart. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. She's laying here completely passed out behind me right now, so I can't move my chair back very far. Or else I run over dog. Aww. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I would I I've been trapped by women before. Hey oh. <laughs> no, I was gonna say that the, the jackass. No. The uh no, she just threw me off the front of her bike when I was a very young child. She uh. says it was an accident. I say it was attempted murder. My parents have never <laughs> My parents have really never no stepped in. So. No, well, no, there were, but you know, because my family's run like a mafia, um, nobody's gonna say anything. Um, uh-huh. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, men are so goddamn stupid. <laughs> if he can't stand the sound of his own wife's voice, is because she's constantly nagging at him to do something other than scratch his balls and sit on the couch watching sports all day long, because she has to do everything in the house. Get off your ass. Grow up. <laughs> Learn how to make a goddamn sandwich yourself. Do your own effing laundry. This isn't rocket science. I guess... Pat, did you have to take home ec? I did not, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing. I lived by myself long enough. I uh, I still do dishes. I still fold laundry. I still do pretty much anything under the yeah. sun. So... Um, Get off your lazy ass is about the best way you could put it. Yeah. Well, my, my thought is if if you're looking around and you're feeling pretty happy because you don't have to do anything, that's the moment you should panic mm-hmm. and realize that you're screwing yourself over and she won't be around for much longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and if she is, she's – I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'll say it offline. Um. <clears throat> because I really am in a cranky mood today. Ah, 
I want to go watch an Islanders game because I absolutely love Shannon Hogan as an intermission and studio host. Yes, she is quite she fantastic is and awesome. I love their broadcast overall, but some color commentary is still yeah. stuck in the 80s from time to time but yeah Butch, you, Butch is Butch, definitely mm-hmm. yeah but it speaks to the strength the Brandon and, and Shannon when I can tolerate it mm-hmm. yeah yeah well and and AJ and Jen, you know AJ Maleshko and, and Jennifer Botterill doing between benches and color color analysis and the intermissions you know it's like okay I love Brendan Brooke Brendan Burke, Butch Goring makes you go, ooh, oh, okay, okay, Grandpa. You know, he's not horrible. No, but he, he's, but he's got a little Grandpa in him. You know, he he ebbs and flows. I think. Yeah. Depending upon the pace of the game, the yeah. old timer comes out from time oh, yeah. to time. Yeah, but uh, yeah, when they when they cut, oh God, Shannon, I'm so glad that they. And this goes back to, um, oh, I can never remember. Deb Placey. Uh, oh, God. With Deb the Devils. was fantastic. Yeah, with the Devils. Um, I'm so glad they travel with the team. You know, they may not always take Jennifer or AJ, but Shannon seems to always go traveling with the team. So she'll do the, the walk-off interview and then, you know, some of the throws and stuff. So, yeah, it's just... <laughs> It's awesome, and you know, to to color the, to come to the other side of the color spectrum, um, they've got Jean Luc Grandpierre doing studio intermissions for the Blue Jackets now. Is he which really? Is, yeah, which is very cool to see. You know, outside of Kevin Weeks and Anson Carter and and Anthony Stewart, you know, there there aren't many on, there aren't many players of color on TV. So it's very so it's very cool that um after the Bill Davidge retired last season, who was doing studio stuff for this, for the jackets, um they brought in Jean-Luc Grandpierre and I was like, Oh, that's so cool. Because first of all, you've got that that French Canadian accent. You know that French Canadian accent, he talk about the hockey game. And you know, and also seeing a a black man, a black man from Quebec. Talking hockey. Talking hockey because he, only because you played the game. Well, I don't care if he, he's smart. You know, he's he's been really growing this season. You can see when he does analysis. So, yeah, because Renee from Black Girl Hockey Club was sort of tweeting about you know it's all great that they're doing this women's stuff too, but hey, I'm not only a woman, I'm a minority. Well, I wouldn't say minority, but because population worldwide, you're not a minority. Um, but they're underrepresented. They're marginalized. Let's not kid ourselves. I mean, I really like Ryan Clark with The Athletic. Yeah. Yes, he is fantastic. He is great. And I'm sure your praise of him has nothing to do with his... Wait, where is he from again? Actually, I have no idea. I honestly don't. Patrick, would you like to answer? 
<laughs> oh, please go ahead. Um, he, he may be from the Pacific Northwest <laughs> in a little town called Seattle. Um, I don't remember if he came. I don't remember which publication he came from off the Tacoma top of my news. He was okay. a, he was a News and Tribune guy. Because he he was oh, following. Uh, okay, he was on a college better. college beat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he used to do Husky broadcasts or Husky stuff. Uh, yes. See, I knew I liked him. <laughs> I knew I liked him for a reason. Well, of course, because he speaks Washingtonian. Yes. And speaking of people I know I'm going to like, I've never heard Kate Scott, who will be doing the play-by-play for the Blackhawks, uh, mm. Blackhawks-St. Louis Blues game tonight. I have a feeling I'm going to love Love it because she tweeted out earlier today a picture of her with the Fresno Falcons of God knows which league as a uh, kid. Probably IHL. That's what I wanted to say, but oh, I love old time pictures of crazy defunct teams and leagues. That just, I just know she's going to do a bang up job. <laughs> she brings the, she was bringing the funk to defunct. <laughs> I'll allow that one. Okay. That was <laughs> Thank you. But the um, picture is so great. Just the you can see the mesh holes or the the air knit holes in yeah. these jerseys. Oh yeah. Just takes you back. And they were je- they were jerseys, not sweaters, correct? Because they're jersey. Oh, jer- it is definitely jersey material. Oh, yeah, because it was. I'm pretty sure it was an IHL team. You know, yeah, there's this wonderful thing called the internet. We can check. Whoa. Well, here's, <laughs> here's the problem. I have a mechanical keyboard, and bad things will happen. <laughs> the audio. No, no, it just goes clack, 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 clack. It just sounds Are like Are you my... mute? Right. I have a mechanical keyboard, too, Pat. Okay. Um, Fresno Falcons are a defunct minor league team. They were charter members. Of several long-standing leagues in the Western United States, including the Pacific Southwest Hockey League and the West Coast Hockey League. Wookal. And they they finished off in the ECHL back when I still believe it was called the East Coast Hockey League. Which what is is it now again? It's just ECHL. Just ECHL. It's like when Kentucky Fried Chicken just stopped becoming Kentucky Fried Chicken and just became KFC. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just so, acronym. So not, it's not an acronym unless it's a word made out of yeah. an abbreviation. So we were all incorrect. Yes, no, I just explained. Whatever. No, uh, so let me rephrase. Patrick and I were incorrect. They did not play in the International Hockey League. No, I was incorrect as well because I said that. I'm sorry. I never heard that. (laughs) You have plausible deniability. (laughs) Your wife has taught you well. (laughs) Oh, she's probably rolling. the women that you have dated before her. (laughs) She is probably rolling her eyes at me right now that I'm still out here uh, recording while my kids are doing God knows what. Um, oh, here's a fun little tidbit. Um, they were once coached by a, a person I actually heard of, uh, Guy Kwiatkowski, current uh, head coach of the Penn State Nittany, Nittany 
Lions. Back in uh, 95 through 99. The Fresno Falcons. Oh, why do I imagine you pushing your glasses up on the bridge of your nose and going, Hey, I know that <laughs> name. Well, actually, my headphones well, keep actually, my glasses for Are you going to mansplain a man? <laughs> every chance I get. Okay. I can respect uh, that. Oh, my God in heaven. Did, did we really just derail our derailment of our derailing? <laughs> well, I could bring us back, but it's not going to be a pleasant uh, conversation. <laughs> Oh, so guess what popped into my timeline? Goose is three five seven eight four five one three, and it's idiotic. The one that I just retweeted. Yes, good Just popped up in my timeline. I think for the second time since you mentioned it. (laughs) I'm gonna bleep out that reading of the handle because don't publicize stupidity. Speaking of stupidity. Oh, okay. there are only. Well, wait a minute. Infinite number of directions. <laughs> At me next time, Cassie, when you're going to call me stupid. I'm fine with it. <laughs> We're all friends. We can do it publicly. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so, you know, the whole coronavirus thing is is going on as we speak. Uh, and so um, LeBron James yesterday if we're going to go with the NBA and Harvett from Vancouver today, we're both tweeting and I felt this was not well thought out um, that they don't want to play games in empty arenas because the whole point of playing games is for the fans. I love the sentiment, but not ha- I'm having empty arenas yeah. not to keep the players healthy. It's to keep the population healthy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's I get what he's saying and I don't much like that. much like that Stanley Cup final that's going to be played uh in September of uh, in two years between Seattle and Montreal. Uh, just postpone it a while. Just push it back. Go, 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 go. Um, do you know I? Okay, I'm gonna be that guy. All right. I'm gonna be, be that, that guy. Be that guy. I get the sentiment. I I was it phrased how it probably was intended. No, but I. I'm I'm talking about Horvat, not LeBron. Mm-hmm. I get I get the sentiment. It's not. I don't think it's much as an ego stroke as it is. If you're a performer, you want an audience. There there is a feedback loop that you get from an audience, and they can sit there and say they don't hear this crap, or you know they tune out the booing and stuff. But they would just be another man lying, right? Right. So I get the sentiment that there's a feedback loop that it it, it becomes you get disconnected from it. As a performer, you want an audience. Now, people that do stuff for TV or, you know, YouTube and crap, 
their audience is the people that's generally filming, right? If they don't have filmed in front of a quote-unquote live studio audience, it's, that's um, canned laughter. Um, but you want an audience. And if your only audience is the other guys on the other teams and some coaches and that's it, uh, you know? So I, I, I'm trying to empathize with him a little bit because I kind of get that. But on the other side, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna throw you under the bus now, Pat. I don't think they can push it back because you see what happens in the playoffs with building availabilities because that starts because the playoffs tend to happen at the start of concert season, tour season, and building availability becomes an absolute nightmare as we used to see with the Rangers, right? Rangers always had this brutal road trip because Ringling Brothers came to town. Well, there was one playoff series, I think it was against the Lightning, that they were going to end up playing home and away back-to-back because Billy Joel was there for two nights. And they had, you know, how do you book availability around this kind of crap, especially for those types of arenas? Not saying that the Rangers are going to make the playoffs, but you know what I mean. Well, here's my question. If, if they're going to be shutting down arenas to the fans. Why not just play games and practice facilities at that point? Many of them have video set up. Many of them have seating for um, scouts and whatnot, media, if they choose to go that way. Why why fire up an entire 20-seat arena or 20,000-seat arena that no one's going to be sitting in and just do it at practice facilities. I'm. You're not going to hear an argument from me against that. I mean, if, I can't argue against that. I would. I would just die laughing um, because if some of the practice facilities I know are not great. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I but, mean, I, I, and I realize that that would be the. But at the same time, it's it. Why why are you going to pay the electric bill for a 20,000-seat arena that no one's going to be sitting in? It's kind of already factored in, though. Right. Oh, oh I, but, I, I have, you, I have it's an answer. It's profit, right? You, 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 take, you take that bit out, they get that, that money back. Um, you don't want to give spoiled players good ice. <laughs> oh, God. No, I just... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because I just, I just I played podcast. Go ahead, Pat. Sorry. I was gonna say I I play regularly at a air quotes NHL practice facility, mm-hmm. and I have skated at an NHL arena ice. And let me tell you, the ice is garbage in these arenas. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Um, but. I digress. But enough about Carolina. Um, <clears throat> no, I just, I would hope more than anything else on the face of this planet that they would broadcast one of the NHL games with just a, you know, a, a fish-eyed doorbell cam at center ice like they did some of the women's games just to watch people explode. You do that to women. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. It's like, so like, for example, Boston... The Boston Pride of the NWHL plays in the Boston Bruins practice rink on the actual rink, not just one of the rinks in the building. 
And they broadcast that, you know, they stream it online because at this point, if you're if you're closing games to fans, everyone's going to be watching it online or through their TVs or or whatever. So it's not going to be any different than an NWHL broadcast, <laughs> really. You'll have you'll have NHL announcers and and play-by-play people, but that's about it. So um, and again, it's about recouping costs. I mean, you know, NHL the NHL is very much a gate-driven sport, and if they're not going to have people coming through the gate, then they're going to be wanting to like cut corners on things. And one of the ways that they can do that is play games at the practice facilities or a local university or or something like that, a smaller facility that they don't have to pay as much for, which again, I know, like you said, Patrick, it's built into the cost, but at this point, they're not getting that, you know, I mean, who knows what the, the reimbursement, ticket reimbursement thing is going to be, right? Yeah, and there's also the whole side effect of the people that are employed for those games. Right. Right. I mean, I work for a company that basically announced that um, while our facilities were pretty much going to be shut down until like the 25th of March, because the two week, um, the two week period of, uh, I can't think of the word, right. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. takes two weeks. It can, Contamination. It can sort of, yes. <laughs> Because, the, vi- because the virus can take two weeks, you know, to, to manifest itself in a, in a human. Um, that all those sort of contingent staff people and people that worked in facilities and kitchens and cafeterias and stuff were all just going to get paid. So, yeah. you know, um, I don't know. I mean, I public interest... They've got insurance, right? I mean, most of these owners and teams and sports and entertainment groups have some form of insurance. It's just a matter of how, unless it's mandated, how do they qualify it on their insurance, right? If it's a federal mandate that we have to do this, like like in Italy, they've quarantined pretty much the northern half of Italy and said you can't leave. how do you how do you recoup that money? Because at the end of the day, you're you're both 100% right. It's all about the money, and while it is built into the cost, that cost is also predicated on concession sales and parking and merchandise sales and you know all of the other ancillary crap that goes along with an event like a hockey game. So I think the only way they'd be able to sort of recoup it is if they did some sort of FEMA magic, right, and declared a national emergency and said we have to shut all this down and, you know, you can claim FEMA insurance for lost, you know, lost revenue or whatever. But but again, insurance companies may not be willing to pay things out because everybody's going to be wanting to claim insurance. Stuff. Right. Which right. is why the powers that be will wait. Till the eleventh hour, till in the states, the CDC and it, Health Canada above the border, until there's a uh, a federal mandate. Well, and that's the thing is that like right tonight, apparently San Jose's got a game, and the state of California doesn't want them to play it, but they're still going to play it. Well, they didn't want them to play last night or the night before either. 
Right. But, right. but they're yeah, going to go on a road trip and they'll be fine after that. Uh-huh. And then that's the other thing. And that's the other thing, too, is that if you're going to shut down arenas, you can't do it just for two weeks. Because, you know, I mean, is it really going to be the entire city will be, you know, there won't be any new cases in two weeks? No. <laughs> They're going to have to do it for months. Because <laughs> it's not just one company. It is people coming from a variety of companies. <laughs> So out of towners okay. and I mean, you know, you're 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 gonna have an influx of a fluid body of of <laughs> individuals <laughs> coming in and out and and uh you don't know where they've been and you don't know where they're going and so yeah, I mean it's gonna have to be more than two weeks. Fluid. With a company, you can just shut it down for two weeks because there's only so many places people in the company can go, right? Fluid body was an appropriate choice. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> so it is it is becoming clear that Washington State has been the hardest hit so far in looking at the stats. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in looking at further into the stats, because lies, damn lies and statistics, the epicenter of this entire outbreak in the state of Washington has been a retirement home in Kirkland, Washington. Mm-hmm. Of, of the, I think, 16 reported deaths at this point, I believe 12 of them have been people that were in the care of that retirement facility. So I, I, I kind of do this, right? I kind of see why shutting down, you know, when you start drilling into these things, maybe a grand, some may see it as a grand overreaction. It's it's hard for me to say, you know, I don't like it because I kind of get it, but I kind of also, you know, I'm torn because it's much like SARS in the sense that if you have an impacted immune system or um, respiratory issues or heart issues or anything along those lines, you are far more susceptible to being in grave danger from this. Other than that, you're kind of like it's bad, but uh, you know right. I'm, at, well, I, and, I'm at that point. Well, here's the thing. So, like, the, I've seen a couple of graphs. Um, the majority of deaths have been people over sixty. Yeah. Like vast, vast majority. Who has all the wealth in the United States? People over sixty. So that's the disposable income that they're spending on sporting events and other things. So you've uncovered by plot to redistribute wealth. I get it, Cassie. Okay, <laughs> I, I wasn't terribly it was clever with God, it, but God was it. Um, <laughs> it was me um, because my narcissism as a man, you know. Um, uh, yeah. There's no answer. I mean, there isn't. It, it's one of those things where it's just like, I mean, having been a performer myself, I was never in it for. The crowd. <laughs> I was in it for myself because I enjoyed doing sports. I enjoyed playing music. I enjoyed singing. I wasn't like doing it because I needed an audience. I was doing it because I enjoyed it. So I can't identify with that aspect of performing. 
Um, but I, I totally hear what you're saying with that. Cause a lot of people it's, it's about the interaction with the audience. And so, you know, the NHL will still have an audience. It just won't be live. I, and that's, you know, at the end of the day, now I hate that goddamn phrase and I've been using it so much at the end of the day. Um, I was going to make a joke that you didn't have an audience because you were a classical performer and that explains so much. Um, praise, man, praise. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was in the same boat, too. Um, the audience is going to be there. I mean, for Christ's sake, we came back after they diddled around for a year without any hockey. We're, we are so Stockholm Syndrome to this sport, it's unbelievable. Right. It just finds way to abuse us and beat us down, and then it does one cute and cuddly thing, David Ayers, and we all come glomming back to it because, oh, this is what it's supposed to... When it's great, it's great. Well, it's not great that often, but it's still great, you know? We are so Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> they don't mean to hurt us. They really love us, but... Yeah, seriously. Seriously. <laughs> If anyone should be empathetic to women's issues around the world, it should be hockey fans. Because the sport continually abuses us and then just does the whole, we still love you. you know, and the we fans do you. that too. Or the fans, uh, it does it to the players too. I know. <laughs> I know. But then everyone ha would have to be in on it. And there's just too many naive white males. But enough about Colin Campbell. Oh, God. Do we have to? No. Nope. No, 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 no. no, okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I was doing my best not to bring him up this week. Okay, good. Even good. give him kudos for the one thing that I could have, but I'm not going to do it. He's not worth He's not worth the... Uh, he's not worth anything. I have a thought. <laughs> he's not worth the praise. He's not worth the piss. <laughs> he's not worth the air that we it would take to, like, speak it. But I still like to throw that joke out. Um, <clears throat> Go on. Yeah, I don't. Uh, no, I was just gonna say I don't think anything really happened on the ice this week that was worthwhile. <laughs> Teams with comfortable leads are falling back to the pack. Wild card races look interesting, but all this stuff was the same uh, as it was a week ago. So. Yeah, I just, I will say, I know the torts detractors out there just love to dance around the fire of burning torts and effigy, but good God, please give some respect to what that team is doing. Yes, they got beat last night but by Edmonton, but good God, did they own them in the first period. Yep, and they had a goalie who hadn't played in God knows how long. Well, I mean, it was one nothing until like the last ten minutes of the game, and Edmonton just could not, you know, break through or find anything until it was two quick goals back to back. But God damn, I love just they just were suffocating to the Oilers. The Oilers, that Blue Jackets team without those big guns, was just, you know. You feel sorry for Torts is basically what I'm saying. It's okay. He's a human being. He's a very nice man. He loves dogs. Very much loves dogs. So 
that's my that's my torts rant of the week. Okay. So would you like my question? Do you like your question, yeah? <laughs> you got a question, Kiss? <laughs> yes, I do. All right. So so uh, my question kind of touches on the 20, uh, 2005 lockout, 0405 lockout, which was out for season that Pat mentioned. So the NHL likes to do the absolute minimum and be praised for it <laughs> because they actually did something. What is the worst absolute minimum that you have seen the NHL or one of its teams do that they thought that they did a fantastic, wonderful job about? Follow us on Twitter at 3v3 Podcast. This has been the 3v3 Podcast, sponsored by Nobody. <laughs>